0: Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast, where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my personal experience and opinions, and never a substitute for any medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my Hey, friends! I am here to talk to you about a subject very near and dear to my heart, and that is indulgence and self-loathing and i know that all of you have felt this way and life is cyclical which is often the painful irony of life that we often think that we're past something but then you realize that your weaknesses are your weaknesses for a reason and that they're there to stay and i had a conversation with a client uh, soon to be apprentice of mine And she was talking about how she loves uh, my integrity on Instagram and always sharing what I'm personally going through. And in this specific instance, we just had a long Easter weekend. And I was talking about how I basically felt like human garbage because I'd been indulging so much in food and processed food. And I just woke up the next day um, not feeling good and wanting to really purify and realign myself and really renew and she was talking about how that helps her so much also about wanting to hear from my boyfriend like what i'm really like <laughs> so we could probably do a separate podcast episode on that in the future if he wants to cooperate but trust me on instagram what you see is what you get 100 percent. there's not a version of me on there and a version of me at home I am a double Taurus, so I am always just me. That's what you get. I can't help it. But when we talk about this self-loathing from really indulging, where does it come from? Well, if we look at the universe, I always repeat like endlessly... We have duality, polarity. That's so that we can have experience and so that we can grow in the first place and so that source itself can expand. Well, what is that polarity exactly? It's dark versus light. It's also self versus others. So you can really hone in kind of like on your life like a microcosm of the macrocosm and see if you are being service to self or service to others in your actions. And I'll explain a little bit more about this later on. But in our choices, we can always choose the light over the dark. That's why we have free will. And the light is very much the same as service to others. And the dark, we can kind of equate with service to self. And trust me, I am so aware of these decisions that we have to make all the time. And I spent many, many years of my life and still sometimes in the situation where I'm wondering why the fuck did I make that decision? Why did I do this to myself again? When am I done learning this lesson? So let's get into that a little bit. Why does this happen to us? And I know if you're listening that it happens to you as well, especially Looking at my clients, the stuff that they come to me with, the craziest, most severe addictions and self-harming. Why do we do that? Where does it come from and how can we heal it? That's what I want to talk about. Well, when we talk about this polarity, we always have a choice because we have free will. That's very much what we're here to do. That's why there are so many souls wanting to incarnate on this specific earth, this planet, because what sets this planet apart is that we have free will. This is not a given in the universe. It's really a luxury to have, and a luxury to be able to exercise free will. So we have choices with everything that we do, and every choice that we make matters to the tree of life. But we just have to be aware of that, and we have to make it matter. And especially when you're conscious, or more conscious than your environment, You're up against a lot because not only do you have the challenge to fight against your more destructive urges because we don't only have a higher self, we also have our lower tendencies, which come from being imbalanced in the lower chakras. But you are also up against having to justify and validate your own choices against your environment a lot of the time, which makes you seem boring or irrational or naive. Or whatever it is so we can make choices that are self-serving or serving the collective and what you will see is when you start to make more and more aligned choices for service to others for the light that you as a happy byproduct of that you're also serving yourself but in a very full circle indirect way that is actually extremely nurturing and brings you back into alignment every time because we are all whole we all are essentially one so what we put out there very much does come back to you and I'm not talking about service to self in a martyrdom way so please go back and listen to my podcast episode about martyrdom if you don't know what I'm talking about that is not the kind of service to others that I talk about when I talk about alignment Well, we can make choices that are service to self, but they're always an illusion because they actually don't serve us. They serve to make our worlds smaller and contract. And that is very often what we want because life can be pretty daunting, especially when you are consciously or unconsciously pretty aware of the fact that everything you do matters and everything you do matters to the whole, karma is a natural law. There is really no way of bargaining yourself out of your own responsibility that you consciously stepped into this life with. And that is really, oh, like suffocating to think about that. Everything we do, like we don't get a day off. Do we ever get a day where we can just like do whatever we want? eat whatever we want, cheat, just give into what feels like is the path of least resistance and just have none of that pressure or responsibility or expectations. That is really such a deep craving that we all have. It's so deep and it's so real. And I'm not here to tell you that that's not real and that those needs are not real. And that they don't need some kind of validation. But where a lot of us make the mistake is that we think that we are serving ourselves because we are separate. But we're not separate. That is the big mind fuck of life. It's We fragment into this life, into this body. So we feel like we need a break from the whole, but we are the whole. So when other people take shortcuts, it affects us as well. It affects us all the time. And I know that it affects you too, because I see clients all the time who are duped by the, the most random decisions that their parents decided to make or their partner or their siblings. So we just cannot get around the fact that every decision matters. So I applaud you all because I know that you are doing your best every day to look yourself in the mirror and take on that burden and just do the best you can with the responsibility that you have. But you're a human and I'm also human. And sometimes we slip up because sometimes it's too much. And especially if you're a perfectionist or you have, um, what's it called, um, that deep uh, fear of uh, failing, But it is actually um, the ultimate freedom when we can surrender to the wholeness. And this to me is the biggest challenge in life, especially in doing this work. It's all about ultimately building trust within yourself and in your own source connection and surrendering more deeply to that. Even though you cannot see it all the time, you can only feel it when you are clear, when you're a clear channel, when you don't have all of the distractions, especially all of the distractions that are traps around us every day that want to push us into making those uh, service-to-self short-term decisions over long-term aligned service-to-others decisions. It is really fucking hard. It's a huge responsibility. So I can't make it any easier for you, but I actually can make it a little bit easier for you through my work. Because what I see with clients is that, and you can go onto my website or Instagram and read the testimonials that people, especially when they have addictions, and not just when they have addictions, but that's such a clear example of a habit that we do where you want to do it, but you don't want to do it at the same time. So it's like, oh, okay, which Jessica's going to win today? That insecurity, that lack of self-trust. When we go into a journey and we restore your source connection from your energy field and we take out whatever that infringement is... People will literally phrase it very often like this, that their desire to do XYZ is gone from the inside. And that's where you can start to become that clear channel and reinstate your own sense of trust in your restored source connection and go from there with a little bit more ease. And in the same way, even if you don't have one specific full-blown addiction, it helps you to be clear on your path, to trust in something that is bigger than those um, short-term bolting that we crave, you know? That, uh, That hiding, those shortcuts that we crave because there's just a sense of ease and oneness with you being an extension of source and it actually becomes comforting and safe and it feels like home. Instead of feeling like a daunting responsibility and God is watching your every move and breathing down your neck. It actually becomes um, like a warm embrace of sources or the divine's infinite compassion and support. And that just makes everything so much easier. So... If you feel the desire to cave in to an addiction, um, whether it's using meth or binge eating or uh, paying for sex, um, there is a lesson in that. We are born with our own vices because we need to overcome them. And you can learn that lesson a hundred and a hundred thousand times over when you wake up the next day and you just want to kill yourself. I've been there. The feeling that you literally want to kill yourself because there's no hope for you. Because why did I do this again? I was doing so good. Um, I was on such a good streak for a while. And that's often when you are mistaken, where you feel like you can afford. Uh, to do that thing anymore because you're more detached from it. But it's not true because your weakness is going to be your Achilles heel for a reason. And I actually really love that metaphor of the Achilles heel because Achilles, he was... What was the myth again? I should ask my mom because she's a classicist so she knows everything about ancient Greece and mythology and stuff. He was dipped into this superpower water baptized but he was held by his achilles so the water didn't touch his achilles heel so that was always his weakness and that was how he died well everyone has their own achilles heel and that is the thing that for you is always going to come up and life is not linear it's cyclical so when you see that area of your life um, playing up again and becoming weak again or inconsistent or irregulated, that is gonna be your superpower because you're gonna be able to see, hey, that area of my life is not going so well anymore. What is going on in the rest of my life that is not in alignment that I need to steer back into alignment. The closer that you monitor that area of your life, that weakness, the better you're gonna be able to keep an eye on your alignment. And that is the thing that is going to help you connect to source. So say that you have a food addiction. Once you turn that around and you make eating not just what you eat, but when you eat, the way that you eat, a way to connect to yourself and to connect to source, that is going to be your healing. And that is also going to be the thing that tells you how you are and where you are in life, what's going on with you. Say that you have a sex addiction. If you turn that into a beautiful, sacred, sexual, tantric practice, that is how you can connect to yourself and connect to life force. So you can really, through journeying, turn those things inside out, take what's upside down and put it right side up, back in connection to source. So that is going to be your ultimate goal greatest strength. So you need to take very seriously whatever that issue is. It's really okay if you are recovering from an eating disorder or from a binge eating disorder to say to yourself, I am going to treat myself the same way you would a a heroin addict. And say, I am recovering. I'm trying to be sober. And with food, it's especially hard because you, it's, because it's so socially accepted and also because you have to eat every day, multiple times a day. It's not like you can just cut a habit out of your life and cut all of your destructive friends out of your life and start over and avoid certain places. You have to truly integrate that thing. And whatever need there is behind that addiction, you need to take very seriously as well. And ultimately, whether it's a sex addiction or a gaming addiction or food, there's always an attempt to escape and to find connection outside of yourself. And this is really what I talk about when I mentioned false idolization. When you put false idols in the center of your life, which can be people, even celebrities, but also destructive behaviors, Ask yourself, what is it that you look forward to most at the end of the day? Is it food or is it Netflix or is it something that actually connects you to yourself? Be super honest with yourself and treat yourself the same way that you would someone else that you love and where you would take it super, super seriously. So that weakness that you have where you... Indulge, whether you want to or not, that makes you loathe yourself. You choose when you're done learning and when you are going to turn it into the way that you connect to yourself and connect to something higher that is infinitely loving and compassionate. You choose when you're ready. Doesn't mean that you're never going to slip up again. It means that you show source. We always have to show that we are ready, that we're willing, that we want to be better, and that we are devoted into being the best human we can be. We're never gonna lose our humanity, but when you strive to be the best person that you can be, that is all Source wants, and then Source can meet you halfway, but you have to use your free will first. And that is why journeying is such a beautiful thing, because when you commit to doing this, You're already saying, like, I'm ready for that energy shift. I'm ready to take on the responsibility, whatever source is going to give me. And I'm ready to up-level. This is also why often for people, things already start to change uh, when they commit to doing a shamanic journey. So let's talk about open doors for a little bit. Something that is very real in The world, not just the spirit realm, but also our physical realm, even though we often can't see it, are the Belial. And what I'm referring to by the Belial are negative entities that want to attach to your life force. Um, If you are unfamiliar with this, go back and listen to my podcast episode about negative entity attachments. I think it might be episode four or five, somewhere around there. Um... The Belial, they are fallen source energy. We're all part of the same whole, wholeness, but some entities have compromised their own source connection, which means that they have to look for it in other places. So other people and things. And because they're not intrinsically connected to source, they're not creative. They have to siphon off energy like leeches. And they do that from weak people and weak things. And your weaknesses do not negate or cancel out any of the other amazing strengths that you have in your life. You can be the most loving, generous, compassionate mother and CEO at the same time. And still have a weakness and an open door that allows these entities to attach to you. And what we need to do is we need to take control and start closing these doors because when you are wanting to connect to source the divine in a deeper way and you're wanting to be better and you're wanting to be more aligned we are often a little bit complacent and we leave the responsibility in sources hands but we have to work to meet source And with the Belial, or people who practice dark occultism, they are working over hours. I always want to remind you of this. They're working over hours to take and siphon off um, that high energy. So this is often why they will nestle in weaknesses or openings or cracks that you leave around the things that are closest to your life force. So things like food, things like sex. Those are where we often leave open doors. So, Source wants you to start closing them. You need to choose something that is bigger than these traps that are everywhere. Because the Belio are everywhere, society will leave traps everywhere. So, whether it's, like I mentioned, drugs, uh, sex addiction... Um, Anger, abuse, the very obvious open doors. There's a reason that all of the other ones are so normalized in society. When kids start to game, do things like uh, play, uh, what's it called, like GTA all day, uh, Grand Theft Auto. They're becoming normalized to, to all of these open doors. When you start to, like me, when you're like 12 years old and like sex in the city becomes your uh, sexual education instead of your parents, instead of something more aligned. Well, guess what happens to people? They start to leave all of these open doors because they're taught that it's fun and that it's fine because it's being normalized. Same with less obvious things like being a workaholic. Or just regular consumption of alcohol, uh, processed foods. The, the supermarkets are full with, filled with foods that are, for the most part, not even fit for human consumption. Like, why is that? Love, desperately seeking love. These martyrdom relationships. Things hurt us because they are not in alignment, and everywhere in society, you have the free will to exercise choice to not step into all of these cracks. Yes, you can still play games or watch uh, violent movies, but do it with a filter. Do it knowingly where you don't let those things uh, be normalized in your experience and choose something higher. And I also want to ask you, what the thing is that you are actually craving. Because it is some form of connection. And when we keep repeating the same destructive behaviors, there's usually a wound there. Because when you are traumatized for whatever reason, maybe still in the womb, maybe you don't even remember what happened, which is very often the case because trauma tends to come with a sort of amnesia what happens is your soul fragments. And this is why as a shaman, I do soul retrieval all the time. That is probably the main core thing that I do, because your soul splits off so that the rest of you can move on in life. Sorry, more or less unscathed. It's not unscathed because it's not whole, except you become accustomed, you become sort of comfortable and okay with who you are. You basically don't know any better. You don't know the sense of wholeness and alignment that comes with being whole, but your higher self knows. So it's always going to be looking for that soul fragment through that destructive behavior. That open door is going to give that false completion, that false sense of wholeness. So you need to outsmart that by working on actually healing what is at the root cause of that behavior, of that soul fragmentation and integrate it right at the source so that you have an actual wholeness and that need to perform that behavior will just fall away. It'll just fall off of your shoulders like this huge relief because you don't need that wholeness anymore because you are already whole. So what is the thing that you're actually craving? And if you don't know, there are people like me who can do it for you and see it for you in your energy field. You do not have to suffer and you also don't have to heal by yourself. We are here to help each other heal, which is why it is so incredibly healing to talk about um, our trauma, you know. And it doesn't have to be this negative trauma bonding. It's actually really empowering um, where we can help each other rise above these cracks and these openings by healing what is actually wrong at the root. So my heartfelt advice would be don't wait until you hit rock bottom, which is what a lot of people do. You are often brought up with this conditioning of you just have to keep going and push through and there's this shame about talking about your weaknesses especially when it's about things like um, sex addiction which i see a lot in clients especially male clients but obviously it's also an issue with females and there's this sense of needing to uh, fix yourself needing to be able to heal by yourself and you really don't have to and often you can't because you have your blind spots for a reason and there are people that can help you and people like me who don't judge you at all. So don't wait until you hit rock bottom, please, because before you hit rock bottom, there's a real luxury in being able to start your healing journey Without it being urgent for your health because your fragmentation has already evolved into a life threatening disease, for example. So fortify yourself. There's never going to be uh, a day that feels right to do this. You're never going to feel ready. And please, especially for a journey, don't feel like you already have to uh, have achieved some level of perfection or readiness it just doesn't work like that and start healing yourself um, and prevent hitting rock bottom just fortify yourself and that way you can just stay ready and actually start to build uh, a beautiful very solid foundation in life wow i've been talking too long I'm starting to build a really solid foundation in life. (laughs) And um, I have incense uh, on, so that's making my throat. It's like drying my throat up a little bit. Um, So on that foundation, you can start to build a life that actually is expansive and where you can choose long-term beautiful choices over the short-term gain and wanting to hide and wanting to make shortcuts. And those um, investments in your future then start to feel very expensive and very abundant. And life just becomes abundant and it becomes about receiving because when you... There's, there's definitely some discipline involved here as well. Absolutely. And very often when I journey for someone, a spirit will give uh, suggestions, which are um, I recommend to follow up on strongly, of things to start doing and also things to stop doing very often. But you just become so intrinsically aware of cause and effect um, of the energy in your life. That it actually becomes so joyful to choose um, your higher self. Your future higher self. And start to call that into your presence. Through every, every little decision that you make. So the unaligned decisions are just not going to feel good to you anymore. They're going to feel very uh, contracting. And destructive and small. So it's going to be so easy to choose wholeness and just choose your higher self and start to bring her or him um, closer to you every day. And that is what Source wants. Source does not want or need you to be perfect in any way because there is no perfect person. If there were a perfect person, Source, the divine would have made everyone identical in this image of perfection. Everyone is different because everyone is intrinsically perfect. So you can only strive to be the best that you can be and achieve your highest potential by calling your higher self in uh, to your presence. So all that you need is to want to be better and to strive to be better. And don't beat yourself up when you slip up because your weakness is always going to be with you because you need that frame of reference for being in alignment or not being in alignment and you will always need something to keep you sharp because sometimes we need to step off of that path to realize that that thing actually just doesn't feel good so that we can choose again and choose alignment and choose source choose your higher self again it's not something outside of yourself you are choosing your love for yourself and your highest potential and the best way to choose that again and go for it full force is slipping up and remembering what that feels like. Don't take this as an excuse to slip up again (laughs) but um, know that those lessons are necessary because they are your um, jumping off points for life and Become our ways to to really connect to um, a higher self that's always there and that's actually always supported by Source. And trust me that no one is an exception to this. No one is broken. No one is beyond repair. You're absolutely not alone in what you are going through. And the same beautiful, abundant, free future is available to everyone and also to you. Well, I hope that you were able to take something from this and I hope that you start to choose love really and your uh, your higher self. And she deserves to be set free. Or he. Just start setting yourself free. And it's 33 minutes and 33 seconds, which is a good moment to um, stop talking, guys. And I will be back soon.